So everybody right now, please welcome. Welcome to the Sports Fantasies Podcast, where we break down rankings, projections. Well, hello there. Welcome to the show, everyone. Do you love fantasy sports? And going off the beaten path? Well, then this is the show for you. Oh, yeah. Sports Fantasy with Miller and McCarty. Welcome back. Sports Fantasy with Miller and McCarty, episode 66. It's Miller. It's McCarty. It's no one else. Per the usual... Who knows where Renaud's is, although Blades did recently tell us that he's going to start having his weekends off again, so he might be able to jump on here if we allow that. Ah, Blades. We talked to Suga the other day, realized, you know, we got to get him back on the program, but I think he's coaching, he's working. Yeah, he's, he's in his busy time. Oh, you know, that's fine. That's fine, Suga. Whatever. <laughs> whatever um so it's been two weeks i think for us so we're gonna do a little bit of the pickle get some headlines kiss or kick anything odds are short pickle then we'll jump into second one nfl which is gonna be a little bit longer because we got not only the top 20 dynasty running backs but top 20 wide receivers since we missed last week figured we'd throw them both in there I know already I won't be available next week because we are headed to South Carolina for our annual trip. So then the weekend Ooh. after that, I know we come back and we have uh, our, our E-Rock Memorial League, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Ah, yes, yes. Um, well, who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll grab a partner and we'll get out here and do our thing. I don't, know, I don't know if that would be approved or not, but we'll... we'll okay, well, I'll submit my request to we'll you, talk, sir. We'll talk to upper management about that. It depends who the one person is that's on with you. If it's Landers, it's a go. If it's anyone else, eh, we'll see. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, what's your first headline? Well, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. So he it's came funny, out... That's ba- my first headline, too basically gave his own um, suspension uh, request. I guess it's a good move because it seemed to work. He's going to – it looks like it's finalized to, what, 11 games and uh, a hefty, a, a hefty $5 million fine. So you, you can uh, – I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I do have a question for you from a fantasy side on it. Is Watson in a – I guess either redraft or dynasty. Is he a buy or sell guy right now? Now that we finally know the, the the suspension length, I would say in a redraft league, if you're getting him as a late round flyer, let's say you stack up receivers, running backs, tight end. You know, you stack up those skill positions, and you just kind of float QBs in there and hang on to Watson throughout the year, and then you are good enough to make the playoffs, it might work for you. I think in a dynasty league, I still think he's plenty valuable. Sure. Um, You could get him at a discount. Like, we do have a dynasty two-quarterback league where he's going to be able to put on the IR for the first 11 weeks. So 
Um, I'm curious to see how high his price tag goes in that. I think it will probably go higher than I would like to see it, but I am curious to see if anyone can get a discount on that. It also probably depends on when he's nominated. Yeah, I had him in a couple of leagues and sold him, um, you know, before kind of everything was, I mean, it was, it was a while ago. So before any of the, the real length and games started to be talked about and his price probably does go up now that it's settled and, you know, he's not going to be out the whole year. Although I still think it certainly isn't as high as it was a year or two ago. There's, there's still some wait and see on it just to how he actually performs. He's been out, he's going to be out of football essentially for a year and a half. So off top of your head, and I know this is going to be tough, but off top of your head in a, in a dynasty salary cap, we're going to be doing two quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks do you think are more valuable than him? This year, or, or we're talking dynasty? Yeah. I mean, more valuable than him. Uh, not. I mean, it's certainly it five, it's, 10? Yeah, I was going to say less than 10. Probably less six, 10. seven, six, seven, eight, maybe. Yeah. So and, and, and if he okay. comes back and performs, then that number moves down. Yeah. I, I was talking to my, my son today, and of course, he's going to be in this league that we're doing. Him and his stepdad are, are going to run the team. Um, and he asked me about Watson, and I told him that I thought Watson wasn't top five, but was definitely top 10, but might be a top 15 price point, depending on how the draft shakes out. I said, if Watson goes up early or late, he could be discounted. If he goes up, you know, kind of in the middle, I think he'll go right about where the six through 10 QBs go. I think you're going to get a little discount on him no matter what. But I think that's, it's, which I think is really what you're saying. I mean, if you get him at a top 15 price, that is a discount. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, if he can perform the way he did in Houston, I think he has a few more weapons in Cleveland than he did in Houston. He he looked terrific in his first preseason game, but again, he he's been out of football for a year, so he'll 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 be fine and he'll be pretty good, I'm sure. Um. All right. So my first headline was Watson as well. So my second headline is Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, everybody's favorite minus Miller's, and now of course he has that. <laughs> That asterisk next to his name, PD suspension. Um, how you feeling about your boy? <laughs> well, I wish uh, Blades was on here for the show because it's his boy. I, and I've still been trying to get him from Blades, but Blades is not going for a discount. Uh, the latest was he wants Bueller and Vlad for Tatis. So that, that's <laughs> not happening. So I still like to tease a lot obviously i've got a kiss or kick on this later but you know what i'll switch it up on the fly and i'll give it to you right now and you may have not even had him in this in this range before so i, I probably know your answer but is tatis with everything now with the with the suspension is he a top 15 dynasty player well 15 i'll kiss top 15 Okay, I'm surprised. Um, barely, barely. Um, I didn't have him in my top 10. I still wouldn't, but I put him in the top 15, barely. And if he has another year where he's injured and misses more than half the season because of injury, 
I'm going to have to take him out of even the top 15 because at that point, is he going to try to use PEDs again to get back and get caught again, get suspended for a full year, and be one suspension away from being banned for life? Yeah, and of course, the question that since that happened, it comes in, the question is going to come in has he used it previously? You know, what happens when he does come back now post PED? Uh, from a actual MLB standpoint, it's a killer for the Padres. I mean, they're still loaded enough where they can make some noise in the playoffs, but not having him back, uh, you went out and, sp- and spent all that money probably assuming that you're going to be able to add Tatis into the mix too. And so a tough blow for them. Yeah, well, it's good for your Dodgers, obviously. Not that the Dodgers are afraid of the Padres with or without Tatis, but. I just, I like watching Tatis play. I think he's fun to watch. I mean, he's an amazing baseball player, obviously. So I'm kind of, I like to watch him play. So I wish he was actually playing. So it's it's kind of unfortunate. I'll be quite honest. I like to watch him play too. I have no problem with Tatis, the player. Um, I don't like the fact that he's been injured a lot. Now he's saying that he he tested positive because of something he used for ringworm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, odd. odd. And, and, of course, there is a product at Walmart that treats ringworm for $11 and does not have any steroids in it. So uh, a lot of a lot of hate being thrown around about that. But um, quite honestly, we've talked about this before. I have no issue with the PEDs. I think they should be able to use them. doesn't matter to me. Entertain me. That's all I care about. Yeah. Um, you, got, you got the wrestling mindset. <laughs> that's right. And speaking of wrestling, we'll be talking about that very soon. Very Ooh, soon, we'll be talking about I love wrestling. It. All right, what's your next headline, sir? Well, you know, I'm going to go to everybody's favorite sport, hockey, just for two seconds. I just want to talk about Nazim Kadri because who doesn't want to talk about him right now? Uh, the Flames give him the the Flames give him seven million a year for seven years. He's 32 years old, so he's signed till he's 39. Uh, they moved Kachuk as well. I, what are the Flames doing, Miller? Uh, the people want to know. What's well, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. Obviously, they see how well Miller's moving around at 39 as a, <laughs> as a man whose weight is decreasing and ankles I'm a, are I'm shot. I'm a man. Yeah, I cannot wait to play that bit over and over again when I turn 40. We're almost there. We're gonna have um, so that's, that's enough of my headline. Yeah, so I, I mean, let's be honest. A little bit of head-scratcher, but if it – Get some competitive early in the in the deal. It's fine. I just I mean, think I, Kadri had a career season. I think maybe eighty nine points. The Avalanche team I could have put up. I feel like seventy seventy five points playing on the top line there. So I, you know, we'll, we'll see what he actually does going over to Calgary. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. We'll see. Did he benefit from just being on the Avalanche? Probably. Did he get overpaid? Probably. Is it a bad contract? Absolutely. All right, I have two more headlines. If you don't have any, I'll go through these. Uh, number two, Tom Brady. Uh, Todd Bowles, the head coach down there in Tampa, is currently being very non-committal about Brady's return to the team. Originally, it was said that he was going to return the Monday after the Titans game, which was tonight. The Titans won 13-3, extending their preseason winning streak uh, in, what, five years? But um, uh, so Brady... Maybe not coming back. Are are you surprised? Yeah, I would be surprised. I'm not sure what all is going on there, and I haven't followed it too much other than I saw that that 
he had left the team for a little bit. Uh, I'm uh, good for me for moving Brady in a league or in a league or two, but I don't know. I would be surprised just because you know he retired. That didn't last long at all. So I don't know if this again. I I just don't know what's going on with this situation. If it's yeah, I mean I'm not sure either. One of the things I read said something about it being that he really didn't want to be in Tampa. He wanted to play for Miami. Uh, the tampering that cost Miami some draft picks was legit, and he wanted to be there. Um, so who knows? Maybe he demands a trade and to a tug of Aloha starting in. Tampa and Tom Brady is the starter in Miami. <laughs> Wouldn't, Wouldn't that, that really be suck for the Bills? Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my, my last headline, speaking of the Bills, man, they look dominant tonight in that preseason game or this afternoon in the preseason game. That's not the headline. Um, RIP, Luke Knox, uh, Florida International, fifth-year senior linebacker and brother of Bills tight end Dawson Knox. Uh, yeah. Passed away unexpectedly at the age of 22, and his funeral was today. Dawson actually missed the game and to attend the services. And we'll be back with the team early next week. But RIP to him. I, I saw the Bills did a moment of silence for him before the game started. I thought it was at least worth mentioning, uh, being that we're both Bills fans, and I'm a pretty big Dawson Knox fan. Hopefully he continues to catch football the way he did at the end of last year. But uh, a little bit of a, a sad story to add headlines, but yeah, I was gonna bring it up, but I didn't want to bring the show to a screeching halt. But <laughs> the, uh, obviously, yeah, a sad story. I don't know. They haven't, at least last I saw, they hadn't released the 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 what caused it. Uh, so I'm unsure of that. But but yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to to say. Yeah, that. Feel your feel I, for I, Knox. I'm curious to see, and not that it matters because obviously this is this is real life stuff. But I'm curious to see if it does have an effect on going forward. Now, all of his teammates have been really supportive, including Josh Allen, who got harassed because he wore his wrist playbook on TV while talking about Dawson, and you know, so now the Patriots can steal all the plays. Because we all know they like to do that, but um, I, I'm curious to see how what kind of an effect it has on Dawson. Now, of course, they have a couple weeks for the regular season, and none of the starters I imagine will play next week because that's the last preseason game now, the third one. So, but I guess we'll see what yeah. happens going forward. And I thought it was at least worth mentioning. So, yes, both the Patriots and the Astros will be stealing the Bills' playbook. It's coming. Uh, headline just popped up on my phone. Did Gruden reject Brady and Gronk in 2020? What a bad move that would have been. <laughs> the Raiders could have had Brady and Gronk. I didn't click on it, so I don't know any other details. All right, let's go to the kiss or kick here. Anything even off the beaten path? We'll All go right. back and forth here. You do one, I do one, back and forth. All right, so I'm going to give you – I'm going – you know, the new Madden game just came out this week. So I want to talk some Madden ratings on Kiss or Kick, looking at some wide receivers. So Kiss or Kick, Devontae Adams 
the coveted 99 overall rating on Madden. I love it. Here's why. He's been the best receiver in the game the last three to five years. Uh, most consistent. I like him a lot. However, let's see how he does with Derek Carr. If he's really a 99, his numbers aren't going to drop much. Uh, Derek <laughs> Carr's numbers will go up some. But uh, I, I am curious to see how that transition goes, going from Aaron Rodgers to, to Derek Carr. And that's not a not a shot against Derek Carr. I just think Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback who is going to make most players better, including a, a, a stud receiver like Adams. Yes. All right, so my first one, kiss or kick, trusting Mr. Aaron Blades to manage your fantasy, any of your fantasy teams for one week in your absence. Okay. <laughs> and he's got full range to mm-hmm. make all executive decisions. Yep, this, this is you giving him full. <laughs> no, no full I'm kicking. Control. I can't have that. I'm kicking. Only because I feel like uh, here we go again in baseball this year the beginning of the season i feel like he had one of the better teams and he's now battling for a playoff spot come end of the year um, or see, some, that had something something to do with some injuries to trout to tease etc so but yes but he also traded tatis away for quite the package and then got him back for a bigger package yes um and, and of course i'm asking if you let him control a team that in a league he's not in. But I would agree with you. I'd probably also kick this because I I wouldn't want to come back to my team looking 87% different than it was when I left. <laughs> All right, next up for the Madden rating, Jamar Chase. Kiss or kick, 87. Actually, I changed it. I kiss it. The guy's terrible. If you have him, you should probably trade him. No, I, I kick that. Uh, I think he is a, a top five wide receiver for sure. Probably top three when you're looking at a dynasty format, talking fantasy-wise. I know men isn't that. Right. I would I would still have him, you know, probably 93, 95, somewhere in there. And I get Chase's, you know, it's his second year. But the wide receivers rated above him, Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, Michael Thomas. I feel like Chase is already uh, on a higher pedestal. Uh, especially the Michael Th- Michael Thomas hasn't played football in four years. I'm not even really sure how he's still even in the 80s, let alone the 90s. All right, my next one. Kiss or kick? Us starting up a new... MLB the show league. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Okay. I'm gonna kiss it. Because I'm, a, in the works. because I'm a fan of any new leagues. It's just you gotta get people that are gonna play it. I mean we're the only ones that play it. Yeah, you, you and I are the ones that play consistently. We will hopefully be playing a game or two after this episode ends. At least I am set up for that at this point. Um, like I feel like we could get LTG and and Blades involved again, but like who else? Uh, Brian was it Brian? I think he he, he played somewhat consistently. He, he did in the beginning, and then Bryant, Bryant and Matt both played consistently. I think if we could get us for Bryant and Matt. I think we could probably have a decent league. 
where I think it would take us a couple of weeks to get through a league as opposed to, you know, four months. They really need it where you can do, where you can play co-op. So like me, you, LTG and Blades could be on a team and be in a league and play online. Now that would be sweet. You can do co-op. So the four of us can play. uh, So it'd be two on two. Oh, I like that. Um, so co-op is a thing. I, I haven't tried it. Uh, like my son and I played against two people and then the other people's internet was bad and we lost the next one twice. So we gave up and him and I just played the head to head. But um, so you can do co-op where it can be two, two V2. So like you and LTG against Blaze and I or whatever. Right. <laughs> We've gone off track here. All right. So what's your last kiss for kicks here? Last one, Madden ratings. Debo Samuel, eighty nine. Yeah, ninety nine. He's obviously fantastic. If you got yeah. that guy in the league, especially if another trade him to you, should trade him. Back. <laughs> do you say he's ninety nine? He should be ninety nine. <laughs> I do Wait think. Sa- I think Samuel is definitely in the nineties. I'm going to give him a ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, I would probably have him same range, ninety two, ninety four, somewhere in there. All right. You know, right around Chase, I think Chase's potential is greater. Uh, like, I think Samuel probably maxes out 94, where I think Chase over a couple of years could probably get to that 97, 99 range. All right. So I saved my favorite one for last. Kiss or kick? McCarty and Miller beating Blades and LTG in an anything goes tag team wrestling match. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh man, you're making me think on these here. Uh, tough to say with. I just don't know. No, you know, Blades. Um, he's got that. He's got some of that law enforcement training background. He's probably got some moves. Um, uh, you, you know, I've got some um, some background, but it does me no good when it comes to fighting. Uh, I'm a terrible, we've seen before, you know, I'm a terrible wrestler. I'm just there for the character. I bring the character element out, but I think you're, you would be spot on. So it's going to come down to you versus blades. Cause I'll just be over there with, with LTG going at it with him. Uh, okay. Look, 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 I got to kiss, kiss it. I mean, I can't, this is wrestling. I got to be confident. We're going to win. That's right. Uh, I intentionally put you on my team because I felt any other way I went, whether it was LTG or Blades on my team, it was a landslide for whoever I was with. <laughs> so, uh, yes, that is my true wrestling self coming out and just really harassing everyone and just throwing throwing stuff at, at everyone. I would be the most dominant person in our wrestling group. Uh, Blades' law enforcement would be great, but I have that criminal side, so it's fine. <laughs> All right, what's next? Odds are. Odds are. Three we love, two we hate. Let's hear the three you love. All right, so what did I – I went all over the place here. So the first one, this is a boost on Caesars. Uh, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray, each over six and a half rushing touchdowns. It's plus 280. If you lay some pickles down, I liked that one. Uh, Number two – World Series Exacta. Uh, this is also on um, on Caesar. So I went a little uh, off the beaten path to get the uh, the pickle payout. But Yankees beating the Brewers. 
at plus 7,500. I just, I like the upside there. Brewers probably don't have much of a shot, but hey, if they can get in, they've got some pitching. Who knows? By number one, we're going to the game of snooker. Nin on Yi to win the next tournament is plus 500,000. That means that a $5, five pickles will win you 25,000 pickles. So uh, I like, I like it. I mean, I like it there. Put your, put your pickles on, on ye at plus 500,000. Maybe you can retire early. All right. Um, I'm not really sure what just happened there. I think I am now dumber for having listened to that. And yes, that is a quote ish from Billy Madison. Um, all right. So the three I love, I went all college football future bets here. Uh, why? I have no idea. I think maybe the whole Luke Knox thing kind of got me thinking college football. So my first one, under eight and a half wins for the Texas Longhorn football team, which is minus 120. Uh, Texas is supposed to be good every year. Uh, they have another quarterback that just got named, uh, another young quarterback just got named a starter. Everyone's excited about it. That's a Texas fan. They'll win seven or eight games. They're not getting to nine, let's be honest. So I had put a decent amount of pickles if they stay under eight and a half. Um, number two, Georgia, plus 140 to win the SEC. Why? Because they're a plus. Um, Bama is the only minus in the SEC. I think they're minus 120. So I think Georgia at 140 gives you a little more value. Bama and Georgia have been going back and forth in the SEC the last few years. So I think the team with the plus next to their name uh, has more value than the team with the minus. And lastly, I said Ohio State minus 250 to win the Big Ten. Why? Because who's beating Ohio State in the Big Ten? Not Michigan. I mean, they're the only minus team in the Big Ten by a large margin. Um, I think the closest team's like plus 120 or 150. Uh, I would take Ohio State all day. I don't like the minuses necessarily, but no one's beating Ohio State in the Big Ten. Probably not. What are the two you don't like or you hate? I know you don't like the term hate, so. <laughs> so negative. Uh, this is another boost, and it's Brees Hall, over five and a half rushing touchdowns combined with Iowa State winning the Big 12. Look, the pickle payout is tempting. It's plus 4,000. And, yes, Hall is going to get over five and a half rushing touchdowns. No, but, I, but Iowa State just lost Hall. Just lost a quarterback. Just lost some old line. They're 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 projected about eighth uh, in the Big Twelve, so it, it's it's not going to happen. And number one, okay. I so, actually, what was what was the the plus minus for the under on that? Or no, it's a boost. There there wasn't. So yeah. there isn't because I would hammer the under on that all day. Right. Obviously, everyone. I would hammer the under on both of those. So. My last one, and this was before the tournament started, uh, the golf the, the golf tournament this week, the BMW Championship. There was a, um, a a bet on there. Will there be a hole in one live? Uh, if you if you went yes on this, the the pickle payout was plus one fifty five. That seems like very low pickle payout odds. For a hole in one, I, I 
for a whole month one let alone the fact that you said lives that means it yes. has to be it has to be one of the holes that are on tv <laughs> at that time that should be like 155,000 yeah it was it was crazy it was crazy so do not put your pickles on that please <laughs> yeah that, that is that is the smartest thing i've heard you say in quite a while because oh, thank, thank you thank you <laughs> because not only does it have to be a hole in one which is very rare as it is but it has to be live. However, up here in New York recently, two ladies at a Clifton Springs, New York golf course out here in the Finger Lakes on consecutive shots hit hole-in-ones and didn't know it until they were both looking for their balls and both of them weren't in the cup. Wow, that's intense. So you never know. It's kind of like the lottery, folks. All right, so the two I don't like or I hate, Clemson, who I actually love, Minus 250 to win the ACC. They struggled a ton last year. Um, I'm not sure how the gap from Clemson to the second team is minus 250 or plus 450, but I would not feel comfortable putting a bunch of pickles on Clemson minus 250 to win the ACC. I think Clemson will probably win the ACC. However, I'm not comfortable at the minus 250 putting a bunch of pickles on that. And the, the next one is the Miami Florida football hurricanes at plus eight and a half wins. That's a lot of wins for a team that has struggled in recent years to produce any kind of wins. True that. So a little bit of ACC hate there at the end. That wraps up our pickle. We'll be back after these messages. Here's a tune about this honey named Renee that I met one day on my way back from John Jay. I'm people shorty as she's walking to the train. I tap her on the shoulders. Excuse me, Miss McKenna, can I get your name? She said, my name is Renee. I said, I got a whole lot to say. So may I walk you to your subway? She said, if you want, so yo, we started talking. Oh, I bought two friends and two drinks. And we began Segment one, getting into the NFL going to do a little top 20 dynasty running backs and then go right into the top 20 20 dynasty wide receivers we are jam packed on a saturday night after missing last week due to some miscommunication here we are rocking and rolling august 20th the buffalo bills look like super bowl contenders in the preseason yes i realize <laughs> stop, stop, stop. how i realize how dumb that sounds i am saying it for the entertainment value only so, top 20 dynasty running backs. What's your 20 through 18 here? Dominating. Oh, sorry. A little late on the trigger there for the Bills. What, what am I going here? 20 through what now? <laughs> Actually, do 20 through 15. Okay. All right. I'll give you mine. And I, uh, you know, like you said, we'll, 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 like you said off air, we'll probably differ a little here. It's hard sometimes with me trying to how much stock do you put in the young guys versus the veterans? But so we're talking dynasty, my number 20 still just, just barely hanging on, but you got to have him in here. Cause he is a three down back. still. it's Josh Jacobs. My number 19. Again, I don't, this guy is not very efficient, but who else? Hang are on, the Bears? Time out. Time out. Josh Jacobs. So really popular in our group chat after the hall of fame game, Josh Jacobs got run in the hall of fame game. <laughs> Do you know how many carries he's had since the Hall of Fame game? I'll tell you, zero. He has not ran the ball the last two weeks since the Hall of Fame game. That's how he should have been. He shouldn't have played in the Hall of Fame game. 
Uh, number 19, again, this guy averages like 3.8 yards per carry for his career, so he's not a very good running back, but there's nobody else there. It's David Montgomery. He'll get the volume. Number 18, 27. Uh, this actually a, a plethora of 27-year-olds coming up for me, but number 18, Aaron Jones. Again, redraft. He's a lot higher, but this is dynasty. Number 17, uh, uh, Derek Henry. Uh, redraft. He's a top five, but not in my dynasty. Number 16, Elvin Kamara, and maybe a little higher now that we know he's probably not going to be suspended um, this year, but still, 27. 15, a guy that I like more than you, uh, Antonio Gibson, just because he's still about, I think he's still 24 years old. Uh, So when I did my rankings, I didn't know that Elvin Kamara probably wasn't going to be suspended this year, so he didn't make my top 20, I'll be quite honest, but it's only because when I did my my rankings, I wasn't sure of that news. So, uh, number 20, a guy you just mentioned, Antonio Gibson, for me. Uh, Number 19, uh, one of the young guys, Kenny Walker. Uh, He's, of course, dealing with an injury already up there in Seattle. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Number 18, J.K. Dobbins. I know this is a guy that you've liked a lot. I have not. But I put him in top 20 just because I think he does have potential. However, I know he's number 18, not 20. But knowing the Kamara news, I'd probably move him out and put Kamara in there. Number 17, A.J. Dillon. Uh, Dillon, the Packers, okay. The Packers backup running back. Number 16, Aaron Jones, the Packers starting running back. Uh, I had these guys, I moved them around a bit. I had them flip-flopped a couple of different times. I had them right next to each other intentionally. Number 15, Derrick Henry. Like you said, if you're talking redraft, he's a lot higher. But in a dynasty, he only has so much value, so I put him at 15. What's your 14 Uh, through 10? All right, you just talked about him. Uh, J.K. Dobbins at 14. I like him more than you, uh, but I am – he doesn't – if it's a PPR league – he doesn't help you. I mean, he's going to catch less than 10 passes out of the backfield, so that really hurts you. He is going to be touchdown dependent, but still a, a good upside running back. Number 13, uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, great year last year, so I think he's putting it back together. Uh, number 12, I've got Nick Chubb. 11, Austin Eckler. Again, redraft. He's, he's probably top five, um, but 27 years old. Number 10, Maybe a bit high here. I'm I'm still holding out hope that he can get back to his his first year form. Saquon Barkley. Okay, actually, have Barkley significantly higher than you, which is interesting. Okay. Uh, he is only 25, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so number 14 for me is a guy we've talked about a lot this week is Breezy Hall. Um, 13, uh, Travis Atian. Uh, number 12, Austin Eckler, a guy you mentioned. Again, I agree. If it's a redraft league, he's probably top five, top seven for sure. Number 11, a guy you mentioned already, Joe Mixon. I know he's a little older, but I like Mixon quite a bit. I think the Bengals like him quite a bit, and I think he is the perfect running back for Joe Burrow. And number 10, um, a guy we've talked about quite a bit, uh, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, I have him sneaking at a 10 here. I like him a little bit. I know you have concerns about him because of his where he was drafted, but I like him a little bit yeah. more than you. So, um, all right, I yeah, think I... we'll, go, we'll go nine through four here. Okay. I don't have Mitchell in my top 20. I had a feeling I... you wouldn't, and I think part of me put him as high as I did because I knew you wouldn't. 
It's and it's really it's it's purely based on that sixth round draft stock or fifth or sixth. Although you know, a guy like Aaron Jones, he was drafted late sixth, so it happens. It's just so rare. Um, I, I don't know. So my number nine, Cam Akers. I think he'll come back strong this year and, and be just dandy. Number eight. He's a little lower on my list than you'll see in um, a lot of dynasty rankings. Javante Williams. I know a lot of dynasty ranking rankings have him top three or four, but I just I've got to see something first. Uh, so I have him at eight. Number seven, you had him lower. I like him a lot more. It's Travis Adian. Uh, I think he's going to ball out this year in Jacksonville. And number six, I have a cook. Is it James? No, it's Delvin. It's Delvin Cook at six. Again, he could be a little bit higher uh, potentially, but he it's 27 years old. He's, he's got that number. So I have him at six. My number five, you're going to love this, Miller. It's Breezy Hall, baby, all the way up to number five. All about him. Let's go. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Go. The, re- the reason he's number five on your list is because you have number one picks everywhere that you traded for, uh, and you're just you're trying to hype yourself up. Not saying, here, not saying, not saying he can't be a top five guy because he definitely could be. I've been wrong before. Jonathan Taylor, for example, who's probably number one on both of our lists. Um, I said he'd be out of the out of the league in a year. So, I mean. I get and it. You I've know, been wrong before. But Breezy Hall is playing with the New Jersey Jets, who haven't had a thousand yard rusher since 2015. That guy barely got over a thousand yards. And then they had a guy that had over a thousand yards in 11 and 12. So the last guy that ran for significant yards was Thomas Jones in 2008. If you had pick 1 1, and yeah, if you had pick. One one, I would have, and I knew you were going to Hall. I would put Hall nineteen on this list, but look, he's number five. Listen, listen if I had pick, if I had picked one one, I'd take James Cook. Okay, okay, you got the wrong Cook in in your top ten. And my number four is a guy that is still only twenty six, so he's got two three years of pretty good football left. I know. You don't like the injury concern. I don't either, but if he's on the field, he's going to be a top running back. It's Christian McCaffrey at number four. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair ranking. I'm a little lower here, but I, I don't I don't hate that. All right, so my nine through four. I have Javante Williams at nine, a guy that you don't you said you didn't like as much. I like a little bit less than you. Number eight, I have Nick Chubb. Uh, quite honestly, if Nick Chubb was the only running back in Cleveland, I'd have him in the top four. It may um, it may be soon. Talks yeah, about Cream Hunt uh, being out of there. Well, Cream Hunt has asked for a trade, so it's possible that happens. Uh, I will like Chubb a lot more if he's the only guy there because I think Chubb yeah. is a great runner when healthy. Yeah. And the question becomes, can he stay healthy if he's the only guy? If Hunt, um, if, if Hunt leaves Cleveland and they don't get a third down running back in return, Chubb could be – I mean, he could be up there top – two, three running backs this year for sure. Yeah, and I think probably top top five for the next couple of years if he's healthy. And I know yeah. that's a big if. All right, number seven, Christian McCaffrey. Um, because of McCaffrey, and I know what he can do, I, I still put him in the in the top seven here. But injury concerns, can, you know, obviously a concern. Number six, uh, Delvin Cook. I know that was your same back, number six. Number five, mm-hmm. a guy you had lower than I did. Uh, Saquon Barkley, um, he's still young. If he can 
if he can stay healthy at all, the, the guy has all the potential in the world. And I yeah. do realize that he relies on the 60, 70, 80, 90 yard run for a lot of his yards, but he grinds, 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 and then gets that big run. So I have him at number five. Number four, another guy I surprisingly like more than you, although maybe not because I own him in a couple of weeks, but that's Cam Akers. I have Cam Akers at number four. Okay. I believe he has a chance to be a stud. Uh, his injury was a little different than some of these other injuries, so I don't know that it will show back up, but we'll see. I think he can be a stud. My concern why I have him a little bit lower is – Daryl Henderson has shown flashes too. So is are they really gonna is Akers gonna be a, a three down back that it takes to get you in the top five at the end of the year? And I'm not so sure that they don't give Henderson some run with him. I could see that. I think that's a fair assessment by you. All right, so we'll go three, three, two, two, one, one here. Well, who's your number three? I'm assuming we have the same guys, or, probably in a slightly different order. It could be. My number three is DeAndre Swift. Uh, and of course, uh, the three running backs we're gonna that we both have here—they're all three down backs. Now, I've got Swift at three, and I put him at three only because of there is a little bit of injury concern there, and the Lions just seem to not want to make him a three down running back. So there's some concerns there. Um, so I put someone else at number three, uh, mostly because. I'm a big Swift believer, although the Lions could screw that up. I'm also a big Chase Claypool believer, though, so I believe Pittsburgh's going to throw a lot more than people believe. So Najee Harris is number three for me. So who's your number two? It's Najee. I know. I mean, you know, and I don't love – I don't think Najee is the most purest runner in the NFL, but, you know, rookie year, um, he just gets – he's going to get a ton of volume. Uh, he did last year. He will this year. He had 74 receptions as a rookie. He's a three down back and it's hard to find. So he's, he's my number two. Now I have a question for you real quick. If Mitch Trubisky wins that job, is that an upgrade over Ben Roethlisberger from last year? It's an upgrade to the Steelers. I don't think it's an upgrade to Najee's game. All right. Well, because, I'll, because I'll Big Ben will dump it down all day. He made Le- he made Le'Veon Bell a star. He made Najee a star. Um, Trubisky is going to move outside the pocket and try and extend plays more, where Big Ben does, is just going to dump it off. Does Pickett help Najee more than Trubisky with Pickett being a rookie? Being a rookie, yes. Although Pickett likes to get out and extend he the pocket. He does as too. well. Yep. So if Pickett gets comfortable doing that, then long-term – you're not going to see Najee. Najee, 74 catches might be a career high. It might, it might be. be. I mean, you know, but it, but either way, he's he's going to have volume. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think that helps not having Big Ben, no. So my number two, of course, is DeAndre Swift because go Lions. Um, Lions, <laughs> Tigers, and Bears, oh my. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really have much else to say. Really, I was – it was a coin flip between Najee and – and Swift for me, we, of course, have had conversations about Swift. So I decided I'd put Swift ahead of Najee just for SMGs. And we both have the same number one, I would assume. It's yeah, and I feel, like, I feel like the top three, if you're in a startup, that's the two tiers. Jonathan Taylor's tier one. It's just him. And then Najee and Swift – Probably your tier two, just based on age. 
uh, age and talent. And then, you know, tier three and beyond kind of after that, where it gets a little bit more muddled. But the, the top three are hands down top three to me. I'll be honest. I think Jonathan Taylor is so far ahead of the other guys that it's embarrassing that I once said he'd be out of the league in a year. Uh, of course, I, I went all in on this guy. I will probably spend $150 on him in two weeks when we have our draft. So, all right, let's go into the wide receivers here. I'll go first here. You went first with the running backs. I'll do my 20 through 15, then you'll do your 20 through 15, and so so on and so forth. Wide receivers right. is tough, man. I think, I think number 20 is going to surprise you for me. Number 20, Elijah Moore. A guy okay. I hated on a little bit. I know he plays for those Jersey Jets. But, I'm glad to see he's in your top 20. I'm just glad to see he's in your top 20. Um, I believe he, he does have some potential. Number 19 for me, an older guy, Mike Evans. Uh, I like Ooh, Mike Evans. Evans. I think he can play with anyone. I mean, he's succeeded with Jameis Winston and, of course, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Uh, number 18, Drake London. Um, another guy I consider putting in here is Calvin Ridley. I kind of coin flipped him. Went with London just because Ridley's out for this year and hasn't played football in a long time. Yeah, um, seems like a mess. Number seventeen, Chris Godwin. It's low. Number it's sixteen, low. Uh, a guy I like more than a lot of the rankings, which I was surprised by. A twenty-three-year-old from the Denver Broncos, Jerry Judy. A uh, lot of rankings have him outside of the top twenty, which I am completely mind blown about. I think with Russell Wilson, I think he's going to put up monster numbers. I was yeah, surprised you like him to see him that low. You like him a lot more than me. Um, number 15, Deontay Johnson. Uh, the, St- the Steelers number one, I would assume. Um, although everyone's nervous about this picking guy. So that's why that's why Chase Claypool has no value right now in, in Dynasty for a trade. That's why I can't get a trade done. All right, what's your 20 through 15? All right, and I, I just want to say that Judy did not make my top 20 either, and I do think with Russell, it's going to be a, a – a, I don't want to say it's a prove-it year. He's still only like 23 years old. He's 23 uh, years old, which blew my I mind. Just, uh, just the, I like Judy a lot, and I like him with Russell, but the more I read about – the more I read about him there in Denver, I've I've just got concerns. But anyway, my number 20 – Guy's 30 or 31, but look, he's got to make my top 20. It's DeAndre Hopkins. When he gets back this season with Kyler, he's going to be just fine and, and putting up decent numbers. My number 19, don't love this guy, but he is still young, and the number one on the team is Terry McLaurin. My number 18, same as you, Drake London. He's the only rookie that I have in here. We'll see what he does. Terry McLaurin? Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, he's – Multiple thousand yard seasons back to back in his first two years. I, it's hard not to put him in the top twenty. I mean, what's you know? I know I get Judy put up like six hundred yards once, but uh, I'll take McLaurin over Judy all day for sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, did McLaurin have Ryan Fitzpatrick? I mean, he doesn't have that anymore. So he's now has Carson Wentz. Fitzpatrick got hurt the first game was out all year. He's he had a revolving string of. Uh, uh, it was Third two years ago. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. It was. It was. It was not last year. It was two years ago. But he said back to back, so he was still involved. Continue on. Okay, I'm. I'm just saying he's certainly done more with less than Judy. Uh, Drake London, eighteen, number seventeen. You had him at fifteen. Deontay Johnson, uh, 
you know, it's Deontay Johnson. He's going to get you catches. Uh, number 16, Elijah Moore. My boy, better than Garrett Wilson. He is the Jets I'm wide actually, receiver. I'm actually surprised that you have him that, that low. I figured he'd, <laughs> I figured he'd be higher on your list. Now, Garrett's going to take away some targets. Number 15, I like this guy a lot. I wish he would do more. He hasn't performed as number 15 yet, but I still think there's time. It's DJ Moore. Okay. I actually like DJ Moore. All right, so now we'll do 14 through 10. My number 14, Jalen Waddle. Number 13, who would be a lot higher on this list if he was still in Kansas City, but he is also in Miami, Tariq Hill. Number 12, a guy you just mentioned, DJ Moore. Number 11, a guy from Cincinnati that's not Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Okay. And number 10, a guy that I love, and I don't know if you have him higher or lower than this, uh, but it's Michael Pittman. We'll talk about Pittman here in a second. I like your – I like no problems there with your list. My number 14, we're both a little lower on Higgins if than it – other dynasty rankings, other dynasty <laughs> rankings have Higgins like a top five wide receiver. Uh, I'm not there with that, so I'll go 14 for Higgins. Uh, number 13, you just talked about him, Pittman. I like him a lot. He had a great season last year. I'd like, I just want to see him do it one more time, and then he'll probably jump into my top 10. 12, you had him a lot lower, Chris Godwin. I think the guy's just year in, year out, 90 catch kind of player. Now, if Brady doesn't come back, uh, that might be a problem. But I'd be gonna... playing Gabbert, right? That'd be their starter. Yeah. So, but for now, I'll keep Godwin here at twelve. Number eleven, Tariq Hill. He's twenty-eight. Um, of course, wide receivers last a little bit longer than running backs, so he'll still be fine for a couple of years. But definitely a downgrade going to Miami. Although, speaking of Miami, uh, I I like this guy a little more than you, um, but we both had him in our top fifteen, and that's Jalen Waddle, or as I heard it pronounced the other day, Waddell. Um, I think I think he is actually the best wide receiver on Miami. I would take him over Hill in Dynasty. All I would have had Waddle higher if Hill wasn't there, and I would have had Hill higher if he wasn't Miami. Um, yeah. As long as two is there. Now, if something happens crazy and Brady ends up in Miami, they both go in the top ten. All right, we'll go nine through four here. My number nine, DK Metcalf, a guy that's forgotten about up there in Seattle because who knows who's going to be throwing the ball. Maybe Drew Locke, maybe Colin Kaepernick, maybe Geno Smith. Who knows? Kaepernick. Uh, number eight, uh, you're, you're a guy that used to be in Tennessee. Now, of course, he's Luke's guy, A.J. Brown. Number seven, oh. I, 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 have, I think this guy will be low for you too. It's Cooper Cup. Uh, a little. At number, at number seven. Number six for me, my guy, Debo Samuel. Number five, a guy we've talked about and who would be higher on the list if he was not a Las Vegas Raider, and that is Devontae Adams. Number four, ending my nine to four, is the one and only Stefan Diggs. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, I feel like that's a... Maybe a bit of a homer, but maybe not. I you know, Diggs is 28, so that's why I have him. No, him. a homer pick would have been if I put Gabe Davis in the top 20 because I consider doing that on multiple occasions. You should have after that touchdown drive they had today where he just where Allen just 
flung it up in the end zone to Gabe, and Gabe caught it and scored. Like, like hey, listen, always. you can't forget the last couple times we've seen Allen and Gabe on the field together. It's been pretty. What is – well, I'll save that for when we talk about the, the E-Rock League. So, my number nine, you talked about him at number four. It's Diggs. Love Diggs a lot. I just – you know, he's getting up there. Number eight, number eight, uh, DK Metcalf. I mean, you had Metcalf at nine. I feel like that's pretty close. No, to I, I was, I was, I was farting your your digs, not your Metcalf. Okay, number seven, Debo Samuel. Number six, Devonte Adams. Number five, you had him a little lower, and I, understandably, Cooper Cup. Uh, and I had um, this guy a lot lower than you, AJ Brown. That's my nine through four. All right, so we'll go three, three, two, two, one, one. My oh. number three. So we've got the top three the same, or I'm same players. Same players. I don't know if it'll be the same order. We'll see. Number three, I got C.D. Lamb. Agreed. Number two, I got Justin Jefferson. Agreed. Number one, I got Jamar Chase. Agreed. And so, and again, like we talked with the running backs, I, I would put Chase and Jefferson in the same tier. I lean one with Chase just because you know you've got that Burrow is going to be his quarterback for the next yeah, however many years. Who's throwing the ball to Jefferson? You know, I'll Kirk be- Cousin is a free agent after this season, and although I, you know I, Kirk Cousin isn't a world beater, so it's not like he's it's not like Jefferson had Aaron Rodgers or Mahomes throwing to him, so he, he he'll still be fine. And then Lamb, this is a big year for Lamb because he is going to be the true alpha there in Dallas. So if Lamb comes out. He could put up 115 catches for 1,400 yards and put him in that first tier, or he could come out and get you 75, 80 catches for 1,100 yards and and be what he is. Honestly, I think a year from today, I think we're talking about Lamb, Jefferson, and Chase being tier one, the three of them together. He'll have his opportunity. That's kind of how I see it. That's what I see happening. That ends our top 20 dynasty wide receiver rankings. Let's jump into the E-Rock League. The E-Rock League, of course, is the E-Rock Memorial League. Started in honor of our buddy Eric Van Dyke, who passed away this past spring. And it is going to be a a dynasty salary cap two-quarterback league. We have – currently we have nine teams that are all – somehow connected to Iraq, whether they played against them, went to high school with, with them, uh, drafted with them, whatever the case may be. I'm, I'm still searching for the right 10th team. I was going to do 12 teams, but I, I realized I was I was trying too hard to fill the league up, and I, I think 10 teams is fine. I think we can still have a very competitive league with the 10 teams. Makes it a little, little more interesting, a uh, little easier to manage – the quarterback load with only 10 teams because then you each team can have three quarterbacks that are actually starting quarterbacks if they so choose. So yeah, I'm, look, I, I love new leagues. You know, the draft is my favorite time of year. It is mine as well. Especially a startup draft, uh, auction style. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll never not do an auction style again, thanks to you, sir. So I'm pumped about it. Let me ask you, we talked about Gabe Davis. Over under Gabe Davis going for $20. Over. Think so? 
I do because if if the if the max bid is twenty dollars, I will go twenty one. Well, okay. Uh, Take yourself. I, 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 I'll be honest. I mean, I will too. But yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. Even taking you and I out of it, I think he's a twenty five to thirty dollar player. Yeah, I regret trading him in a couple of leagues, but I just assumed the Bills were going to go get another guy. I think that for this season, he could outscore Stefan Diggs. He could. Because you know Diggs is going to get all that attention still. And Davis and Allen have obviously figured something out. They found some sort of connection. And Davis I would is not gonna... be shocked at the end of the year if he outscores Diggs. Well, Davis will get more red zone targets too. Mm-hmm. Just, just with the size. With his size and the fact that he's not going to be double teamed all that much, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he outscores Dukes. Yeah, I'm pumped about it. I, I don't know. You know, again, the two quarterback league, I'm not sure where I'll go with my strategy. I had a great strategy the last time with the sports fantasies draft, and I my strategy played out how I wanted it. But then I, after the draft, I traded players away I shouldn't have. And, uh, but so I've got to have a new strategy for this one. New, new um, strategy here. I, I can tell you my strategy right now because it's not a secret. Everyone knows it. You get Josh Allen and worry about the rest <laughs> later. Right. That, uh, is my, that, that is my strategy. I'm okay with that. You, you take him. <laughs> All right. Kiss or kick. NFL. Dynasty running back heavy is what I put here. If you went off that, I don't care. I did go dynasty heavy. Running back heavy, but uh, what's your number three? We'll go back and forth right. like last time. Kiss or kick two rookie running backs finishing with a top 30 running back season this year. Top 30, yes. Oh, and I'll no. just say last, last year there were four. No, um, Hall might do it, and that's it, unless. Of course, I, I can't I can't prepare for injury. Let, let's say Austin Eckler goes down. I think that that would give um, Spiller a, a chance to do it as well. If there's an injury, yes, I think it can happen. But without an injury, I, I don't see it happening. Last year there were four. Uh, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Elijah Mitchell, and somebody named Harris. Is that Damien? Was he a rookie last year? He's been there a couple years. He wasn't a rookie last year, but anyway. Oh, Najee? Was Najee a rookie last year? Yes, Najee. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, Kiss or kick? Breesy Hall over Joe Mixon for the next three years. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. Well, look, you know, come on. I gotta, I gotta guess that. I mean, I just told you he's number five dynasty player. Uh, <laughs> but having said that, um, you know, time will tell. Mixon certainly has the upper hand. He's shown that he can do it, and we don't know anything he about. Twenty six or twenty seven. Mixon is right. Twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, I, I, I intentionally, strategically picked those two players. With the age of mixing and your love for Breezy. <laughs> yes. All right. Whose name I am probably still saying wrong. 
All right. For next up for me, you are a middle of the road fantasy team. You might make the playoffs. You might not. Kisser kicks selling those twenty-seven-year-old running backs that we talked about: Eckler, Connor, Fournette, oh, I Marla. Love I love it. I mean, first of all, I hate running backs, so I had the wrong guy to ask it. It's Jonathan Taylor, and then I don't care at running back. I'll, I do like Swiss quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. I mean, what a fanboy right. this guy is for Jonathan right. Taylor. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is like the JTT back in middle school. All the women he's are got crazy. A, I am crazy about Jonathan Taylor. He's I, got I a, have a flag that I fly out. Yeah, with. you've got a subscription to his OnlyFans page. I mean, you are just all I about have, you. I have my Bills Mafia flag and my Jonathan Taylor flag. That's it. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. All right. Kiss or kick. Christian McCaffrey. Over Javante Williams for the next three years. Oh, well, I kissed it a little early. <laughs> Out, just outscoring him? It, yeah, I mean, it, it, in a dynasty startup, which we have one coming up, would you take McCaffrey over Williams for the first three years of that league? I would, I would, I would pay more for Javante Williams than I would Christian McCaffrey. So you would, you would kick. Got it. But I think McCaffrey outscores him over the next three seasons just because, I don't know, until they get rid of Melvin Gordon, he's going to eat into some of that production. Of course, McCaffrey might be hurt by week two, and it won't matter. I'll tell you what I would do, though. Kiss Christian McCaffrey over Javante Williams. I do not buy Javante Williams' stock. I think if Javante Williams is the man, Melvin Gordon would be there this year. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair um, point. All right, what's your last one, sir? All right, look, we've given this guy chance after chance. Kiss or kick, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire still having a shot at being a reliable RB2 on your fantasy team. Oh, we're, we're, done is... with our, we're, we're done with RB1. Like, that's not happening, but can he be a week-in, week-out RB2? I once traded 117 draft picks for a Clyde Edwards Miller. Um, <laughs> it's disappointing, that, I know. That, that folded, thank God. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to kick that. I, uh, I just can't I, trust him. Yeah, I can't hate it. I mean, right now, until he proves himself, he's probably a flex play. I think I already know where you're going to go with this last one uh, after some of the conversations we've had today, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Kiss or kick? Travis Adion over Saquon Barkley over the next three years. Well, you're throwing different things out here. Um, well, the reason I picked three years is because we're getting ready to do a startup draft. And, of course, the contracts are three years long. So, really, what you're looking yeah. at here is, uh, you know. I'm going to kiss. I figured you I'm, look, if Barkley is healthy, uh then he probably outdoes Adian. Of course, we're talking about being healthy, and Adian already missed his entire rookie season. So, who, so who knows what you know? Three years from now, Adian might have played a total of twenty games. For all I know, um, I don't buy into the uh, people are still very high on James Robinson and thinking that he's going to have a huge role in offense. I don't see it. Um, I think James Robinson will get some of the first and second down carries here and there. Uh, but 
just based on health, I'm going to take Adian. I can't hate that. That wraps up segment one of episode 66, Sports Master to Miller McCarty. Of course, you're listening in on August 20th, 2022. We'll be back after the messages that don't exist. All right, we are back. Episode 66, segment two. We're going to go off the beaten path. We're going to go a little. It's time for Sports Fantasies Top 10. Sports Fantasies Top 10. All right, Miller. So we talked previously, previous episode, about top 10 quarterback fantasy season. So tonight we're going to stick with our theme and talk about top 10 fantasy running back or wide receiver seasons. And I got to tell you, when I was doing the research on this, I made a bit, a bit of a mistake. I was So I, I went on fan tracks and... <sighs> I was went back to like 2007 because that's all they have stats for. And I said, okay, I'll just do 2007 and beyond. And so I'm going back. I'm looking at, okay, who are the highest scoring fantasy seasons running back and wide receiver each year? I didn't realize until I got to the end of this list because I'm like, well, wait a second. Something's not right. I said, where is Chris Johnson? Where is Ladanian Tomlinson, Priest Holmes, Marshall Falk? And I realized – it was only showing scores for players that are actually still in the league. <laughs> uh, it, it didn't actually have. Nah, nah, nah. So my list again, so just shout out to guys that should be on my list, like LaDainian Tomlinson, Chris Johnson, Priest Holmes, you know, some of the best uh, fantasy seasons of all time. Marshall Falk, uh, they did not make my list, whatever. That, so what's your, amazing. what's your 10 through seven, sir? All right, my number 10. Now, we talked off air real quick. Uh, If you actually looked at the top 10 or 20 even seasons by running backs and wide receivers, the top 15 would all be running backes, just so you know. There were duplicates, so so I did sneak uh, a couple of wide receivers in there throughout the top 10. Number 10, Michael Thomas, 376 points in 2019. It's a pretty dominant season for him. He outscored uh, all the receivers by um, almost 100 points. So Michael Thomas, number 10, 376 points with the Saints in 2019. Number 9, David Johnson had 401 points in 2016 with the Cardinals. Uh, A great season. His value absolutely skyrocketed going into the 2017 season. He didn't really produce afterwards. Number 8. Antonio Brown, 380 points in 2014 with the Steelers. He had back-to-back seasons where he actually put up 373 and then 380 points. Uh, I went with the 380 points he put up in 2014 with Big Ben and the Steelers. Did you say seven as well? Yes. Uh, Number seven, Marvin Harrison, 382 points with the 2002 Peyton Manning-led Colts. uh, Put together... Phenomenal season again. He outscored the next closest receiver by, I believe, over 80 points. Uh, so, number seven, Marvin Harrison. 
All right, and I went by, like I talked about, total points scored in fan tracks. My number 10 was the same as yours. Michael Thomas, 2019, 23 points per game, 149 receptions. Uh, my number nine was Saquon Barkley, 2018, put up 385 points, 24 points per game, also had 91 receptions out of the backfield. My number eight, Todd Gurley, 385 points in 2017, 26 points per game, 19 total touchdowns. Uh, my number seven, Randy Moss, 2007, 385 fantasy points, 24 points per game, which is pretty much the floor for, for, for my list, 24 points per game. Also had 23 total touchdowns that year. Mm-hmm. So you're six through four. Six through four, Steven Jackson at number six had 411 points for the 2006 St. Louis Rams. Um, a dominant season for all the Rams, but Jackson uh, kind of set out the 411. Number five, you just mentioned him, Randy Moss, 385 points in 20, 2007, where he had the 23 touchdowns, the most dominant season by a wide receiver, quite possibly in NFL history. And number four, Priest Holmes, 445 points in 2003 with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, kind of a dominant year for him and led a lot of teams to fantasy gold. Yeah, Priest was a beast. And like you heard, uh, I screwed up on that one. My it's number is it's three out of my top four are guys that aren't on your list. I want to say Priest was out of the University of Tennessee as well. My number six, another guy out of the University of Tennessee, is Alvin Kamara, uh, 2020. Had 378 points, 25 points per game, 83 catches. So he was actually a little bit lower than some of these other guys with points. But uh, I bumped him up because this is where he had six touchdowns in one game, and it was actually during the fantasy playoffs and helped me catapult me. Uh, to the championship. So, number five, you talked about earlier, Antonio Brown, 2014, 24 points per game, 129 receptions. And my number four, Christian McCaffrey, 389 points in 2018, 24 points per game, and just a ridiculous 107 receptions. He had, uh, I believe, uh, 1,000 yards uh, rushing, 1,000 yards receiving. So you're right, number my, three. My number three, a guy that's not on your list, Marshall Falk, 455 points in the year 2000. Was absolutely dominant in that Rams for that Rams team that won the Super Bowl. Of course, they stopped Kevin Dyson on the one-yard line to win that Super Bowl in what might have been the greatest Super Bowl of all time. Yes. Again, I, you know you should have made my list. What do you want me to tell you? My number three. <laughs> David Johnson, 410 points, 26 points per game, 80 receptions, 20 touchdowns. You talked about him. Who's your number two? Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 467 points in 2019 with the Panthers. Of course, that was the last year of his dominance before he started showing that injury bug and started disappearing. That's that's too low, although, again, we know my list is faulty. Uh, Number two, it just happened, 2021, Cooper Cup. 439 points, 26 points per game, 145 receptions, 1,900 yards, getting it done. What's your number one, Mr. Miller? It's LaDainian Thompson, 483 points in 06 with the Chargers. Uh, absolute dominance led my team, a couple of my teams, to fantasy gold. So I, of course, remember that season very well, including the first time that I won uh, the league that I was in with a bunch of old-timers 
including my ex-wife's two uncles, and they were absolutely dominant forces in fantasy football. And I took down that league. I went um, 11 and 2 in the regular season and then had a bye and then won the semifinals and finals by uh, over 85 points each. Yeah, Ladanian. And I had Tomlinson, so. Was a. Was an animal. Although I'm surprised Cooper Cup didn't make your top ten. Um, but my uh, again, points wise, if you heard the points that I was talking about, and these were just generic points uh, because I just got them off of the NFL.com site. But points wise, none of the receivers were in the top ten for points. Uh, Not a one of them. I get that, but Cup outscored Thomas by about 100 in fantasy points. That, that's all. So I just didn't. I don't know why Thomas made your list and not Mr. Cup, but that's okay. It's okay, sir. My number one, CMC, 471 points. You talked about him, and maybe your number three, I can't remember, 2019. Averaged 29.5 fantasy points per game. I've never seen anything like it. 116 receptions, 2,400 total yards. Again, over 1,000 rushing, over 1,000 receiving. Just... Uh, hands down, the greatest player in the game in 2019. That's it. That's it, Miller. That's, it. Off That's all. Path, top we, We're going to we, we knew the yeah. off, off the beaten path was going to be quick. Yes, we'll Less be right back. Minutes, if you stop everybody's, everybody's favorite baseball. Welcome back. Episode 66. Sports Fantasy's Miller McCarty. Jumping into segment three here. Of course, we're ending the show with some fantasy baseball. Fantasy baseball. Dominating. We're going to start with the week one million power rankings in the Hung Jury League. I'm just going to Ooh. fly through these. I'm sure McCarty didn't actually do them. I've I've got my rankings. It's late season. All right. So here we go. I'll go eight <laughs> through five, and you can do your eight or eight through four. Eight, okay. Number eight, Joe Boo. Number seven, Shiva. Number six, Blades. Number five, Suga. Number four, Charles. What are yours? Woo! Number eight, Joe Boo. Number seven, Chiva. Number six, Blaze. Number five, Suga. Number four, Charles. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> the fact you just remember oh, exactly is amazing. <laughs> All right, number three, yours truly, your most favorite team. Number two, Clearwater. He is spanking me this week, which is not good for me. Uh, number one, Careless. Any questions, comments, concerns, or Snyder remarks as Mr. O'Connell, the sixth grade science teacher, would ask? No, sir. I've got your mom at three. I've got Clearwater at two. I've got Careless at one. Look at us. A clean sweep. One through eight. Good work. Good work. I yeah. did, you know what you're doing over there. Not even a little surprise. All right. Kiss or kick? Jump right in. Uh, kick. <laughs> What's your number three? All right. Well... I already gave this one, so let me skip on to my number two. Uh, uh, you know, we talked about Tatis. Uh, number two, Jazz Hands, our boy Jazz Hands. Small sample size this year, but 
dynasty wise, is he closer to this isn't even a kiss or kick. Is he closer to three three or four six next season? Uh I kiss him being closer to three three and kick him being closer to four six. Okay. Fair I'm about I'm about three eight. So barely toward the three three seven. Borderline, yeah. Okay. I I, I agree with that, I think. Okay. So am I doing two here because you only have one left? No, give me your three. I'll I'll come up with one by the end of this. All right. Kiss or kick over one and a half trades by the recently updated trade block of Cambridge prior to the trade deadline. Oh, so him making more than one trade? He has to make two trades for the over, yes. I'm kicking. Look, I've tried to have some deals with this guy, and it's just not happening. I've sent him 888 offers, and I now refuse to send him any more. Even though he did finally put Trevor Story on his trade block, who I've been trying to get the whole season from him. Since he, he, he updates he updates his trade block, but never – I'll send him – to his credit, he always declines it very quickly. He does. There's no, there's no counter. There's no conversation. I was able to talk to him recently, and I just think, you know, he wants – a he wants a young stud pitcher averaging the same as Charlie Morton for a 38 year old Charlie Morton. That's not going to happen. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. He, he's just kind of unrealistic with what he's looking for. He should be trading off. He's not going to make the playoffs. You know, he's been more competitive this year, but he's already out of the playoff race. Uh, so he should be trading off guys like Morton for younger, lesser guys, in mm-hmm. my opinion. No, I, I would absolutely agree there. I think even someone like Story, you could probably give him two or three, you know, top-level prospects. It, it would be a way for him to be thinking right now. Because we all know, and of course he doesn't know, being that he came in, you know, kind of mid-season, took over a team that was already paid for. But you know those prospects come next year. If they're close to making the MLB roster, they can be flipped for a couple of proven guys if you want to compete now. Or if you're patient and you're actually willing to hang on to those prospects, you know, a couple of them hit, then you're in the business. So, Yeah. All right, what's your next one? All right, again, another closer two, so not really kiss or kick, but who cares? Uh, Jonathan India, is he closer to three points per game or 3.8 next season? I love 3.8. Kick three points for me. Jonathan India is a stud. He will be over four next year. Book it. Okay. Uh, He's also on the block. (laughs) Okay. All right. Kiss or kick over five and a half trades by Blaze of Glory prior to the trade deadline. Oh, that's so many. Uh, I had to make it high with it being Blaze. I know, but I'm going to kick only because look, what the deadline is the 29th. Yes, he has I think a, it, about a week left. I think if people would, um, if other teams would engage with Blades, yes, by all means. But I don't, he'll, he won't get enough teams that, that do that. But I, I'd put him in around three or four. Yeah, I was saying there was two weeks before the deadline. And really, there's only about nine days. So I would probably also kick the five and a half. Probably should have made it three and a half. That's probably a more fair number. And then I think it's a little tougher. Probably still would kick it. Just because I think a lot of guys are kind of locked in right now. 
All right, what's your next one? Oh, uh, well, let's see. Let's make one up on the fly here. Um, all right, in a combo league, would you take Austin Riley or pick 1-1 in this year's NFL rookie draft? I would kick I or it. kiss Austin Riley, kick 1-1 in this year's draft. Uh, in next year's draft, I'd probably take 1-1 because next year's class is supposed to be much stronger than this year's. Uh, however, I do love Austin Riley. I will love Austin Riley. Ah, love it. Kiss it. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to change this number on the fly since you're just making things up on the fly. Kiss or kick over two and a half superstars, so top ten players, being moved prior to the trade deadline. How many? Two and a half. And, of course, when I wrote this for you, I was thinking that you would definitely have Tatis in your top ten. And I think he gets moved. So I figured then I only needed one or, or, or two other top ten two players more. to be moved. And I figured one might be moved with Tatis in that deal. So uh, Tatis ain't moving. I'm kicking. Oh, yeah. Tatis definitely isn't moving if he wants Vlad in the top pitcher for him. Yeah. he's. I, I, I don't think it's happening. I mean, let's be honest. I wouldn't trade, you know, Kyle Tucker for Fernando Tatis straight up right now. Well, and that's fair. I mean, Tucker's still young and capable of 4.5 points per game as well. And he plays more than 100 games a year, so. Yes. All right, that brings us into your section of this uh segment so I can pretty much go to sleep. Trades, trades, trades. Trades, trades. Ah, yeah. Trades, trades, trades. So many trades. Trades, trades. Uh, We'll get into baseball in a second, but let's start with the couple of football ones we had. Tell me what Uh, we 12 Angry. And I'm just going to touch on the relevant ones. There was ones where, like, we traded thirds for later thirds and things that don't mean anything. So, first up, in a real homer deal for me, uh, I gave Snyder, Miles Sanders, A.J. Dillon, and a 2023 20, second for OBJ, James Cook, and a 2023 20, first. You won the deal. I mean, I just wanted – uh, Buffalo guy and OBJ. I saw, hey, maybe he's going to come to Buffalo. I'll take that and give me a first. You won, you won the deal because you got a first in 2023, and that class is supposed to be phenomenal. Uh, if James Cook gives you anything and Beckham gets signed, which I assume he will at some point, uh, Beckham could outproduce Dylan and Sanders combined. Let's be honest, Sanders in Philly isn't all that intriguing, at least to me. All right, especially because – uh, the rumor is Cream Hunt is going to Philly. Now, I don't know if that's good for Cream Hunt or not, but it's certainly not good for Miles Sanders. Next up, I gave – okay, this I'm only putting this in here because LTG listens, and so let's let's break down this blockbuster. I gave LTG a third for Tyler Boyd. <laughs> so, interestingly enough, I think that uh, I, I want Zajac to listen to this tonight. Uh, in trade talks earlier today, I was trying to get – Justin Jefferson, and I threw in Tyler Boyd to help, you know, even out the trade. And it was Chase Claypool, two first and something else for Boyd and Jefferson. He tried to argue with me that Boyd 
was more valuable than Chase Claypool. Uh, uh, I would disagree with that. Just so you know, Tyler Boyd's value on most dynasty calculators, and yes, I know I'm, I hate dynasty calculators, but so many guys are using them now that I have started looking at them and looking at you know trade charts. Most dynasty calculators have Boyd's value under 250. That's if their scale is 0 to 10,000. They have him under 250 points as far as value goes. So if you're looking on a 0 to 100 scale, you're talking about under 2.5 points for Tyler Boyd. So he has basically no value in most people's minds. And Zajac told me that he was a the number 31 wide receiver last year and had much value. So I digress. So I think Tyler, I mean, Zajac would think Tyler Boyd for a third-round pick. You stole the deal. Probably going to win the league because of that, although you never win this league, so you're not going to win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's whatever. Uh, Tyler Boyd, I think, is probably a 60-catch guy. Nowadays, and since he, you know, if there's an injury, he can step it up, but whatever. He'll be a flex player or a bye week fill in where I couldn't probably get that for a third round pick. So, third, no, I, I would agree with that. And it's funny because Zajac actually asked me a question well, what happens if Chase or our buddy uh, T. Higgins gets hurt? And I said, What happens if Tyler Boyd gets hurt? Which is probably right. more I mean, likely to happen. Yeah, there's a lot of what ifs. So, Yep. All right. What's next? All right. We're going to sports fantasies. So again, I'm I'm moving Miles Sanders again. I gave villain Miles Sanders for Mike Davis, who I immediately dropped because who needs Mike Davis? And so it's basically Miles Sanders for a first, then a third. You win. Here's why. You you made a trade with villain. You win. That's how it works. Anyone likes to trade Villain? That first round pick for Villain will probably be top four because it's Villain. So you win the deal because Miles Sanders, again, will probably be the third running back in Philly after they get Kareem Hunt and some other unknown rookie steps up in the number two spot. Yeah. uh, I had to move Sanders. He was $47 in cap. I was 59 in the hole in that league, so I didn't have a choice. So I was ecstatic to get a first, quite honestly, for Miles Sanders. Next up, and the last one in this league, I gave Detroit Bills backers. Again, this this doesn't even matter. I gave uh, I hate Detroit this Bills backers Robert Tanyan and Mitch Trubisky for a third and Cole Komet. <laughs> I hate this trade. Here's why. I need a third quarterback. I wanted Trubisky. You didn't trade him to me. I hate this trade. Huge trade yeah, for that's... those backers. I, I tried to get Trubisky. I tried to get Trubisky once, or maybe you sent him to me. Either way, it didn't work out. You, so, boo you, you sent me. You sent me a third for Wentz, and I like. I'll take Wentz over Trubisky all day. Uh, and so when this happened, um, you know, I, I I countered yours. You decided not to take it. It was a pretty fair counter. That's on you. And now you're stuck. What was your counter? I don't know. It was fair though. <laughs> so you, you know. I, I had. I, 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 had I, I don't know if I believe that to be true, so therefore it probably isn't. Um, well, I can't give up. I've got, you know, I had to move a quarterback. I had five quarterbacks in that league. So it was Wentz and Michi for Gordon and a third. 
Um, it seems pretty reasonable, but if you need a quarterback in a two-quarterback league. Yeah, but I have Allen and Mahomes. So do I really need a quarterback? Like, I mean, Allen and I Mahomes Allen and Mahomes by themselves during the other one's bye week could score more than Wentz and if, whoever. If you had sent me a third for Trubisky instead of Wentz, I would have accepted. You could have countered it that then. Because I don't think Trubisky no, is starting okay, after. By the way, by the way, I not only sent you Wentz, or I mean a third for Wentz, but I sent you Sam Darnold, who could end up starting by week two. <laughs> Sam Darnold just dominating. Okay, okay. So, anyways, all right, Gridiron. There was nothing. It was a swap of second uh, picks. Who cares? And combo league, there was just one. Uh, and again, not a big deal, but I gave four horsemen, Buda Baker, this is an IDP uh, league, and Brandon Cooks for Juju, Smith, Schuster, whatever. It's equal. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, it let's, sounds pretty equal to me. Let's uh, look, let's talk a couple of basketball trades because there were a couple. Uh, I, I, need to, I need to hear your thoughts on this. I gave Savage, Wiggins, and Devin Vassell for Franz Wagner and Miles Turner. That's pretty even, right? Okay, let's move on. Yeah, it sounds it sounds good. Okay, next up, round round. Gibbs, now. Yeah, come on, come on. You love it. Trades, baby. Trades. Uh round gives Savage Jay Sean Tate for Kobe White and pick three pick three seven. You wanna break that down? You excited about this? <laughs> this is a big deal. Okay, next uh, up. Again, wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. Round round did what? The <laughs> okay. other guy won. The other guy won. I got you. I gave uh, Savage, this is a bigger one. I gave him Brogdon, Dylan Brooks, and D'Angelo Russell for Kyrie Irving and Sadiq Bay. Hold on. Hang on. Because this actually was a decent trade that I wanted to talk about. All right. Brogdon and Brooks and Russell for Bay and Irving? Yes. Hmm. I like this for I like this for a savage. As it stands right now, I like it for savage. And that's fair. If, uh, if Irving ends up in LA, I like it for you a lot. And that's that, why. If that if that Westbrook for Irving trade happens, and I know there'll be other stuff involved, but if that happens, I like the trade a lot for you. If West if Irving is still in Brooklyn and Durant gets traded. Like it for Savage quite a bit. Yeah, and that's why I did it. I, I mean, I, I hear the Lakers rumors. I want Kyrie if he's coming to LA. And Sadiq Bay, I like a lot. Uh, I actually Brogdon, like Bay as well. Brogdon's going to be yeah, a sixth I, I, man in Boston. And Brooks, wait, I feel wait, like. I think Brogdon is sixth man is as good as Bay. And yeah, I, I like yeah, I, Brogdon is still 50 like, points per game plus as a like, sixth man. I, I like Russell quite a bit. Uh, Brooks. Go either way, but uh, I thought it was a pretty even trade. If but if Kyrie stays in Brooklyn, I like it for Savage. If Kyrie is in LA, I like it for you. Well, like I said, this is a. I truly believe that's what the trade comes down to. And Irving is on his fourth contract; like he's going to be eighty-two dollars yeah. for me. So he's going to be he's way over overpriced. But come on to LA, Kyrie. If not, I lose that for sure. All right, let's get into our baseball combo. There was just one deal because there's never any deals in the combo. I'm surprised there's one. That league stinks for deals. 
cream of the crop gives you uh, Milwaukee Brewers up and coming prospect Sal Freelich for Yankees average to below average pitcher Domingo German. I mean, this is fine. Like I like Freelich. He plays here in Nashville in the AAA. Uh, I don't love Freelich fantasy wise just because there's not much pop there. He's he's a speed guy. He's a leadoff player. Um, he'll hit for average. He'll hit 300 in the MLB. He'll get your stolen bases. So he he can get he can get high three, I think. But that's kind of a ceiling. But again, you're just giving up Domingo German, who will be out of the rotation in the next month. Okay, um, real quick here, because no trades actually happened in this league, I want to talk about an offer I received in this league today that uh, the guy was absolutely floored I didn't take. So Dylan offered me Brian Dalbach, Austin Riley, Taewon Walker, and Gary Sanchez for Seah Suzuki, Dakota Hudson, Reese Hoskins, Naylor, Bumgarner, and my 2023, 2024, and 2025 first rounders. What are your thoughts? There, wait, hang on a second. There's so much going on there. I, I've got to really do that again. <laughs> Brian Dalbach, Austin Riley, Taiwan Walker, and Gary Sanchez. Okay. For Seau Suzuki, Dakota Hudson, Reese Hoskins, Naylor, Bumgarner, and my three first rounders in three, 23, 24, 25. I was with you until you said the three first rounders. Um, this no. is in this is in combo or in yes, this is in combo. Okay, and so you're will, trying to. So I will you're, tell giving, you, you're giving up that. Yeah, I mean, so I, I will tell you what I, I countered with. Okay. So I countered with. So I was still giving him Reese, Naylor, Bumgarner, the three first, a 2024 second, four, Riley, Max Freed, and a 2024 first coming back from him. I could see why they wouldn't do that one. Freed is a top five pitcher right now, at least this year. Yeah, he, he scored about 19 points per game, just under 19 points per and, game. And Raleigh's, what, a top two corner infielder? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I've been sending the same type of things. Uh, I've sent a, a few firsts for Riley with extra players and things like that, and it's going to take more than that to get it, it, it appears like. It's a fair offer, but I also get why he's holding on to Austin Riley. I, I don't because his team is terrible. Well, yeah, so, he needs he needs so, depth. So, so, so getting Hoskins, Naylor, Bumgarner, and four picks for Riley well, Bum- Freed and a, and a pick. Yeah, but I'm not he, sure Bumgarner he, and Naylor. He asked for both of them in his original offer. That's why they were I, I offered you. back. Naylor, I actually was offering him Thomas, who is a top prospect in Arizona. And at one point, I offered him Gallo and or the Mets' top catching prospect, who is the number one prospect in baseball. Now I understand fantasy-wise that doesn't translate. Um, and when he offered that today, I said, all right, well, I'm not giving up Suzuki because he's a Cub. 
So I'll give up the rest of the players you asked for, plus an additional second. But I, I need a top flight pitcher if I'm giving up that many picks. Sure. And that's fair. Uh, but I get why he's holding too. I mean, Bumgarner doesn't have a whole lot of value in Dynasty. Uh, Naylor, uh, he's a Cleveland guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Naylor intrigues him, and I like Naylor. Yeah, I mean, Naylor's yeah. at, what, 3, 7, 3, 8 right now? Yeah, I like Naylor. But you're right. I mean, he does need to move Riley. I just don't know what the right deal is. He he needs depth. Uh, of course, baseball first-rounders, I don't care much about baseball first-rounders. I don't care anything about them. That's why I was willing to do they the take three. They, they take a decade to play out unless they're an elite, you know, you know a top-five prospect. A top catching prospect is great, but it's a catching prospect. So, oh, yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is, though, for him, what he needs right now is all the guys I offer him, even Bumgarner, are all in his starting roster. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm with you. I offered Bueller, Bauer, India, Adele. Two firsts and a second for like Tawan Walker and Riley, and he declined it. So I, I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually very surprised by that. Like, like I just don't, I don't think, I don't think he's going to trade Riley. Well, what's funny to me is like, so essentially we were one or two players away. Was I greedy asking for his 2024 first? Absolutely. And if he countered that and took that out and took my second out, I'd probably still take that deal. But at the end of the day, if you're a team that has won, what, one or two games all year, you need so much depth that that you can't focus on the fact that it's Austin Riley. You have to focus on the fact that that I can get get three or four guys that are are three, five, and that that gets you a couple more wins. And then with the draft picks... Sure. Could they take a while to pan out? Yes. Or you could flip them to somebody that likes draft picks for guys that can help you win now. I agree. He and, should be moving. He should be moving Carrasco. He should be yeah. moving Walker. I mean Riley again. He. I'm. I'm fine with Riley being a cornerstone if you're trying to rebuild. Um, but if you get offered so much depth, you should probably look into I mean, it. Let's be honest, though, kids. All this is, is all it tells you is this is why you don't get drunk and pass out during the draft. <laughs> yes, life Don't get chocolate wasted all right, during the let's draft. Let's move on yes. to Hung Jerry because we did have a couple trades here. The first one we have. What's next? Uh, the only one I was involved with, I gave Blades Alex Cobb, Andrew McCutcheon. Mackenzie Gore and Dodger prospect Vargas for Sean Manea, everybody's favorite Joey Gallo, and prospect Aralvis Martinez from the Blue Jays. All right, let's see. Manea, Martinez, Gallo for Cobb, McCutcheon, Gore. You win this deal. Why? Because I said so. Gallo, I mean, I'll drop, I'll drop Gallo at some point. But... You might. You might not because – He's went from what two point one six to two point nine six in his you know I mean, two he's, weeks with the Dodgers. He's hit a few homers with the Dodgers, but yeah. Uh, at one point, he had three home runs since the trade, and the Yankees had two wins. 
So that's all you really need to know. Um, he is going to be fine. He's going to end up being probably a 3-3 guy, which I know on your roster might not make the cut. But he's going to be fine. And then next year, I wouldn't be surprised if he shoots back up to four. But Mane is the best player in this deal, at least for this year. Long term, this might be a good deal for Blaze, although McCutcheon and Cobb don't really have much long term value. And Martinez and Manea do. Uh, of course, Gore could, Vargas could. Uh, you probably know a lot more about Vargas than I do. He's a Dodger prospect who's who can't well, beat I... out who 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 can't beat out uh, your boy there, Justin Turner, who's well, made the, seven years old. Well, they made the deal. Vargas was starting at third, and then the next day, Turner returned from the yeah. IL and Vargas went back to the minors, but yeah, it was this was just about Manea to me getting a better starting pitcher for because I'm yeah, a way down. Of course, plays is down on Manea right now because he's in a six man rotation, which was annoying at times, but um, it is what it is. All right, next up, Blades gives Shiva Carlos Correa, who Shiva keeps trying to move to me for Eduardo Rodriguez. I liked this for. Um, Blades just getting the pitcher. I get that Rodriguez is in Detroit and he's also hurt. Uh, but look, I'm going to take a pitcher over. Correa is doing what Correa does. He's 3.1 this year. Uh, you know, he'll be up to four points per game next year, I'm sure, because he just goes back and forth. Uh, but he'll also be injured for half the season next year. So I'll, I'll take a starting pitcher with upside all day over Correa. My problem with this is is to get Correa, he gave up Hoskins and Polanco. He got Drury, Chavarez, sure. and Correa. Um, so, I mean, fine, whatever, Correa, Rodriguez, I mean, whatever. But uh, I, I don't like the fact that he gave up what he did to get Correa and then just trades Correa for a Detroit yeah. Tigers pitcher who's injured and isn't scheduled to play again until 2023. I can understand that. Next up, our favorite deal, I think. Of the year, maybe of the year, Uncle Cohen gives Blades Ch- Matt Chapman, Maddie Chap for Eflin, Mackenzie Gore, and Nolan Jones. We text about this I, after it came I, up. I, I'm, sh- I'm shaking my head no right now. All right, so so Blades gets gets Gore in the trade with you. And gets 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 Gore, which he he paid for Gore. Like he it wasn't yes. Gore wasn't a throw-in. I mean, Gore was the no, main piece uh, of that deal. He, yeah, he paid for Gore, and of course Vargas was in that deal. And then he gets McCutcheon and Cobb, who are on the way out in Dynasty. So then he trades Gore, Nolan Jones, who is a guy. Of course, I picked up off waivers. I told Blades there was tons of interest in him. I kept getting trade offers for him, but none I liked. So Blades takes him in the deal, thinking he can flip him no problem. And, of course, can't because I may have fudged the statement a little. And then he gets Zach Eflin, who is on the IR. So he gets Eflin. Wait, he gives up Eflin, Gore, and Jones. For Chapman, who's averaging, what, 3-4? He's up to, like, 3-5 now, yeah. He's been hot of lately. Yeah, but, I mean... Yeah, he's averaging three five at this moment. But I, I mean, again, I don't want to sound like I'm hating on Blades, but 
how is Gore one of the main pieces in a trade you make and then you flip him for Matt Chapman? I don't know. I don't know. All right. And the last one, I mean, in a again, a blockbuster here. Cohen gives gives Suga Quintana for J.P. Sears and Glenn Otto. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I am mind blown by this. Of course, of course, uh, this is after Cohen goes on <laughs> many rants to a couple of us about how the whole league yes. hates him. It's all lopsided. We refuse to make good deals with him. We're just trying to screw him over. 30, 44 if you need the time. Um, no, you're good. Uh, and you know, goes on all these rants and then makes back-to-back trades because it's what Cohen does, man. Well, that and, okay. So Glenn Otto is a, he's dropped every week. I mean, he's just a streaming pitcher. You pick him up, you drop him. Uh, J.P. Sears is like a 27-year-old once prospect that hasn't done anything. And he was only had value because I think he was in the Yankee system, but now he's somewhere else. And open. Quintana, yeah, with Oakland, who, who can't win who a game. Who picked up on May 25th. Right. And Quintana, who, look, I don't care anything about Quintana, but he's the same guy. Cohen was trying to send me Quintana for Beeler, um, saying that Quintana, Quintana is a win-now guy and a guy that puts you over the top to win championships. <laughs> Well, which is it? Is he a guy that wins championships, or, or is he a guy that gets traded for J.P. Sears and Glenn Otto? Yeah, not- J.P. Sears was picked up on May 25th. Glenn Otto was picked up on August 13th and traded on August 16th. So that's all I need to know. This is a classic yeah, Uncle Cohen move. Um, you know, and listen, Nelson, love you, brother. But what what are you doing? I mean... You beat Blades in a trade. Congrats. It's not hard to do because Blades trades his whole team away every four days. But then Suga, and I'm not saying Suga took you to the woodshed here because Quintana's not winning you a championship. It's just not going to happen. But, like, come on, man. Two guys that were free agent pickups for another guy that was probably a free agent pickup. Before we finish up with nostalgic stories, I've got one offer on the table to me that just came through that I want to get your opinion on. So I would be giving up C.D. Lamb, Jamal Williams, my pick 1-6 in this draft, my pick 2-11 in this draft, and a 2024 first. Four, a 2024 second, Tony Pollard and Justin Jefferson. Listen, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you two things here. Which one do you want first, A or B? Uh, give me B. I like to go reverse. All right, B. B is probably a decent trade for you. I think Jefferson is ahead of CD Lamb. I don't think the other stuff. One six has some value. Uh, 2024 first for a second. It's hard to say. 2024 is supposed to be a deeper class, so I think you can probably get some value in the second. Not quite first-round value, but close to probably what first-round value is this year. Um, But I like Jefferson more than CD. 
so answer A is, no, don't do the deal. Uh, you and I are getting ready to play the show. I'm probably going to have a couple more of these waters, the stampede waters. Uh, we can probably work something out that's better for your first CD than that. Ooh. Okay. 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 I'll, I'll hold. I'll hold tight. Uh, you gonna offer me more than Justin Jefferson? Uh, <laughs> okay. No, no, I did not say I was gonna offer you more Jeff, Justin Jefferson. I am gonna offer you something that is more value than Justin Jefferson. Okay, fair enough. Any nostalgic stories? It's funny. I've been trying to think about this all week. Uh, well, I mean, and by all week, I mean since Thursday when we decided we were doing a show tonight because I messaged you and asked you. Maybe it was Wednesday, but uh, the thing I keep coming back to is it was just over a year ago that myself, you, and E-Rock were together. And, of course, I was in a little bit of rough shape. I was coming off of my hospitalization. I wasn't allowed to drink any alcohol. Um of course, Dyke was not allowed to drink either. Uh, you did, you know, enough of the pickle juice for the three of us combined. But um, I keep thinking back to, to, to that day and that night and how much fun that was. As as short as it was, it was still a ton of fun. We, we did a lot. Uh, you know, we, we got in the, the four-wheeling and the ping-pong. I think we played some billiards. And then, of course, we did the fantasy draft, and it was kind of the the last hurrah for the three of us. It was the only hurrah, really, I think, where the, the three of us really yeah. spent a significant amount of time together. But sure. it, was, it, it was it was a really good time. Uh, I just got the memories, you know, a couple of weeks ago on, on Facebook, you know, of us yeah. on the four-wheelers. So even though it's a little bit shorter term nostalgic, it was, it was a great weekend and kind of, like I said, our last hurrah with you rock as far as in person goes. And uh, a memory that I will not soon forget. And of course his, his, his widowed wife sent me a picture from draft night with the three of us in the bills jerseys, you know, kind of hanging out at at their house getting ready to do the draft and that kind of hit home and kind of triggered all of these thoughts and it was it was really cool that she reached out and unfortunately I wasn't able to make his service because uh, my my son had a a baseball game in the morning and two basketball games that evening but uh of course she completely understand and said Iraq would have made the same decision because of family being so important to him so you know, it, it just kind of come full circle. And now, of course, we're doing his a draft in, in his honor, in a league in his honor. Uh, I thought it was appropriate to bring up that memory from a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he certainly deserved a league in, in his honor, like we have with the uh, our hockey league, of course, is named after – you know, Tim and our malicious, mm-hmm. uh, our malicious league, and just you know, I don't know what what else to add to that or what else to say about about E Rock, but um, it was a great great time we had, a great weekend. But look, if I could be half the man that he was, then I'd feel pretty good about myself. I mean, 
I just never. I I would second that notion. Just uh, a guy that everything that he was kind of given uh, in life to be able to handle the way that he did with always had a smile on his face and was still always upbeat and a family man and just, uh, yeah, blessed to be able to know, know Iraq. Uh, so yeah. well done there. I don't, you know, my, I was going to talk about the Savannah bananas, uh, baseball <laughs> team, but that seems, that seems a little, uh, maybe I should let you on first. All I'm going to say is, uh, you know, uh, Landers, uh, our resident NBA expert, uh, told me, hey, watch the ESPN uh, documentary on the Savannah Bananas. It's about a baseball team that kind of travels around. They're kind of like the Globetrotters of baseball, apparently. Uh, I watched it with uh, my wife the other night and. We loved it. She now wants to go to a Savannah Bananas game. So make sure, if you haven't seen that, go watch that. It's pretty awesome. I have not watched that yet, although I've seen a bunch of their clips. They seem pretty Uh, hilarious. Eric Eric Burns, former Diamondback Diamondback player, uh, an MLB player for about a decade, is the coach of that team. and uh, He is just a maniac. He is out of his mind, but it's it's a fun show to watch. So... That's all I got. Uh, speaking speaking of coaches, Mark DeRosa was just named Team USA World Fan or World Baseball Classic um, manager for 2023. I thought that was an interesting uh, guy to get the job. Uh, doesn't have a ton of man managerial experience, but is or always was kind of a coach um, among teammates. So I'm curious to see how that plays out to see. See if someone like Mike Trout actually plays because he hasn't played actual baseball in forever. Although I do believe he is back now. All right, we're out of here. Uh, I think so. Are we going to play the show or is it too late for you? No, we're playing. All right, perfect. Let's go. All right, sounds good. I'll I'll see you on there in a few minutes. All right, folks. Until next time, this is Sports Fantasies with Miller McCarty, episode 66. Can't believe that we're still on the air, but here we are doing what we do. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, I imagine. Uh, Next week's definitely an off week. I'll be down south in Myrtle. Maybe McCarty will make the four-hour drive over to see me. I think it's longer than that, but it sounds better if I say four hours. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have a good time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sports Fantasies with Miller and McCarty. And be sure to catch future shows wherever you stream. Bye bye now.